get this shot. Yeah, yeah. We, we got a crew and, and we're getting back in here and, and we're still going to wear the mask. Uh, even when we get the shots and you got it, uh, we're still going to wear the mask and we're going to start filtering back in here and still try to stay uh, uh, six feet apart. And we got enough room in here to do that. And so help the ushers out when you come in and uh, we'll be blessed. All right. One of the uh, Brother Trevor should be uh, really excited today because I think 24 years, 24 years ago on this day, he met me. Yeah, and I'm excited too, that's my boy there. One of the tragic things there is in life, okay, is a breakup. One of the most tragic things I said again in life when a relationship goes cold, right? You know, and stay with me folks and, 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 uh, and get your teaching here. One of the most tragic things is when two people promise to death us part in better or worse in sickness and health and they get a divorce. That's one of the most tragic things that can happen to people. I remember one of my favorite movies and, and, and there's a song, You Don't Bring Me Flowers Anymore. You don't sing uh, me love songs. You hardly talk to me anymore. When I come through the door at the end of the day, huh, I remember when you couldn't wait to love me. You used to hate to leave me. That's a love song. It's in a movie the way we were. It's a tragic thing when that type of thing happens. You see, because relationships are very important to God. God created us to have a relationship with him and a relationship with each other. And then he created that institution of marriage. That's the first, that's the first institution in the Bible. The institution he created is marriage. And it was a holy and sacred thing. You all know it. You all have seen it. And, 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 and so it's a marriage. And one of the things that we have taken for granted now is marriage. We can get in the marriage get tired, get out of the marriage. But marriage was not created uh, to be a temporary thing. You can leave that door open so he can hear the message. Yeah, it was not created to be a temporary thing. It was created to be a permanent thing. And uh, uh, Jesus thought so much of marriage that he called himself the groom and the church the bride. Are y'all with me? He called himself the groom and the church the bride because he thought so much of me. So, I mean, he's serious. The Bible teaches us and through God, through God's relationship with man, he wants to be our father. That's a father-child relationship. These are good relationships. And what happens is in any relationship, and it's like in marriage, because that's what it is in marriage, you can tell when a marriage is going to fall apart because nobody's putting any more wood on the fire anymore. And if you don't put wood on the fire, guess what? It'll burn out. 
You see, you all understand what I'm talking about? And, 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 and one of the things that hurts men as we forget to treat the wife like we first met her and get comfortable. And see, when you get comfortable in a relationship, the relationship's gonna die, you see? And, and sometimes, and I'll talk to my men because I love that scripture, say when I was a child, I spoke as a child, but when I came a man, I put away childish things. That means Paul was talking about not as a baby child, he was a grown man, but he was talking about his childish ways as a grown man, he had to put that away. You see, I thought as a child, I acted as a child. So us as men, we gotta quit that once, you know, she married a man. And the next thing you know, it grows into that child. You go vice versa with women too. And so don't get upset for some of you all that has divorced. You ought to be amen at me because you know that what happened in your relationship, it started out all right, but it turned cold because nobody put wood on the fire. And if you don't do that, it's going to fall apart. It'll never, it'll never, you see, it is our responsibility to, to keep the fire burning. It is our responsibility in a relationship, in a marriage, to keep the fire burning. One of the things that has hurt us now, and I'm a coach, one of the things that hurt us now, in the old days, families would get together and go do things on, uh, on Sunday. But now families are taking kids to soccer games and basketball games and baseball games and football games, and they're spending time someplace else instead of being together. And then, and then and, you know, and I understand sports. I believe every kid ought to have a, a couple of sports, one you're good at and the other one you like. You see? And, and you know, but there are times that families, families need to grow together and have more love together. You see, uh, one of the things that happens to some is when the kids are gone, the relationship gets stale because now we don't know how to act as husband and wives because it's just me and you. And we kept everything going for the children and now we're by ourselves. And that's a dangerous thing to get into because what are we gonna do with ourselves now that you know, we don't have any activities? And I've heard people tell me that, well, when the children are gone, we don't have any activities. No, you should have more activities with each other and keep that fire going. Do you understand? There was a time when, when uh, the, the, uh, uh, people would stay married until somebody died, you see? But now the marriage dies before the people die. Oh, I'm telling the truth here, you see. And so what we're going to do is remember the same relationship that God wants with you. It's a marriage. You see, Jesus says he's coming back for the bride. Yeah, but he's coming back for the bride that has stayed, that's kept the fire burning. You know, he even talked about the parable Jesus talked about, the, the 10 women. Five kept their lamps full, five didn't. The groom showed up, the five of them had their lamps. The other five asked, well, we have no oil. Could you help us? And they said, no, not us. Go get your own oil. Because we've kept the light burning in our relationship, you see, and I'm not going to let you take, oh, you understand what I'm talking about? So I'm talking about a relationship, and you can see this now in the church. Here, I'm going to the church. The relationship in the church has gotten so that there's no fire, Holy Ghost fire. 
You see, I've been watching and seeing in different churches. Who ever heard of a church? Now, some things are culture, you see, in, in, in our culture. Who ever heard of some of us grew up, if you thought you would come into church with coffee and donuts, you wouldn't even make it to the door. You see, you see, some people don't really have a church service or church worship. You see, and I'll get in that minute. You see, I went to, I don't know if I talked about this last week. I went to a church where my daughter was at. And the people was in there where they had their hats on and kids was walking in the seats and they were drinking their coffee and talking. I'm like, what? I, that, that would never happen. But some things are culture. Don't get upset. Some things are culture. You go into a black Baptist church thinking you're going to sit in there with some coffee and donuts. They're going to they run you out of that. <laughs> and some, 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 and we used to laugh at that, but I'm going somewhere with this. I remember the church that Sister Gwen and I came out of. You couldn't chew gum in the church. Them, them old sisters would come over there with a handkerchief, get those kids, you know. And we thought that was too strong. But what is happening now, what's happening now is the church is trying to make people comfortable so they've dropped some of the rules and loosen it up. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. No, 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 no. The church ought to make you uncomfortable. Now, I'm not talking about a dress code where women can't wear pants and all of that stuff. I'm talking about discipline and respect and integrity. Because you remember last week I told you this is a temple. This is a temple, right? And it's consecrated. And a temple ought to be respected. And so some people say, you, the, these people say, well, it's just a bit. No, if you remember when Jesus got upset and he went into the church and he tore up things in that church and he said, you made my, uh, how, my father's house a house of prayer. He's upset. And you defiled it. And so for us at Christ Temple North, we're going to get a higher, we want a greater relationship. We've had a time to have a relationship. We've been away, away from each other. And we come back in here, we want to be stronger and we want to be spirit filled. You see, and we come into worship now. Listen to me. You come into a worship service that's different than worshiping God, a worship service. You praise God. It's called a praise service. But worshiping God is a lifestyle. You worship God how you live. Yes, it's more to it than somebody singing a song, right? You see some, somebody singing a song and trying to make people comfortable, as the, we, I've, I've heard uh, the preacher preaching but saying nothing. You see? No, not at Christ Temple North. We, we're cleaning this temple up, and we're doing things and cleaning it up. We've got some people doing a great job in here cleaning it up. It ought to be clean. Uh, you see, I would be embarrassed if, uh, uh, if the sanctuary was not as clean as my house. And, and if you all come to my house, you'd be, you'd be like, wow, you could eat off my bathroom floor. And I do that. You see, Sister Gwen don't have to do all that. Because it, ask me why I do that. God blessed me with it. If God blessed me with it, then I need to treat, take care of it. You see? We, uh, some people were asking me uh, about Brother Kyle. Brother Kyle's doing fine. He had both knees operated on. He's doing fine, and he'll be back. Or he ain't left the church because, you know, Brother Kyle has a presence about him, and folks were just concerned, not gossiping, concerned about saying, yeah, Brother Kyle's doing good. I called Kyle the other day, and Kyle said, look, you know, fit people always talk fitness. Non-folks will talk about something wrong with you, all right? And we were talking. I said, yeah. He said, Pastor, you're looking thin up here. You got a room in your coat. I said, yeah, I'm trying to get that off. And he says, I got to get some off to me. I'm trying to get to working on that. Because we're at a time now when we are serious about the temple. Yeah. 
The Bible says the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. If the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, we shouldn't do anything to foul it. You see, people are up, will get upset when you talk like that because they want to be comfortable in their own, what they call their own ministry. But a lot of people have a ministry, but it's not led by the Holy Spirit because it's led by the Holy Spirit. He's not going to let you bring anything into the church or the temple that will defile you. You see, God bless you and hurt you because I'm one too. You know, he ain't bringing nicotine and, and sugar and all that stuff in, because anything that poison the body, it's the temple of the Holy Ghost. He doesn't want it in it. And so don't y'all get upset, because I'm a sugar guy, and it's tough to get off that stuff, right? But I'm trying to keep the body of the temple, the temple of the Holy Ghost, what the scripture says. I want that relationship with him, and I want the Holy Spirit comfortable, because if my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, then that's a relationship that he wants to have with inside me. So I don't want any space taken from the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to do everything that I can to take care of this temple so because the Holy Spirit dwells there. And you can find that in Corinthians. Amen. And so what we want to do is let's quit, church. Let's quit. Let's get let's get back. Let's get back to being the let's get back to being Christian people. There's a difference between church people and Christian people. If we're going to call ourselves Christian people, then the rules are different. Now you can have a church, all right? Uh, but and not have Christian people, all right? But we're talking Christian people. Christian means, you know, we, we're acting like Christ, all right? So that's what we want to do. And so the message I'm giving today is I'm challenging all of my people, my, shep my people as their shepherd, let us get together and let us get at a higher spiritual level. Let us not make excuses why we do things and water down. No, we're not going to water down the gospel and we're not going to water down the lifestyle. Some things, are in, they're, they're not acceptable. And you ought to have rules. There ought to be some place that you go that there ought to be some boundaries. There ought to be some boundaries that you will not cross. All right, so we, we talked about this. Jesus grooms the church. I mean, he, Jesus, Jesus uh, we're the bride. He wants, he, we're in a marriage here. Let's go. Jesus says in Matthew 22, verse 37, love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart. Oh, so now listen to him, because I'm going someplace there. Jesus says, love the Lord thy God with every passion of your heart. He wants passion. He wants you to love him with every passion of your heart. Nothing is supposed to come between us and the love that we have for God. Right. We love him with a passion in our heart with all the energy of our being. He says with, with passion and with all the energy of our being. That's what he wants us. That's what he wants us to be. That's how he wants us. He wants that passion and he wants that energy, every energy of our being. And with every thought that is within you. He wants us to go to bed thinking about him, waking up thinking about him. When we make a decision, he wants to be a part of that decision. He wants us listening to him. He wants us to walk with him. You remember, we're in love with him. Yeah. This is a love relationship. Yeah. And he wants it all. He doesn't want part-time lovers. Right. You see, a part that we have part-time worshipers. These people go to church and think they're having worship service that, well, we only hear about an hour or something. No, no, that's not. He wants every day, every moment. Yeah. Right. He wants everything with us. He wants our passion and that love for us. That's what every relationship should have. You see, outside of loving God like that, that's what every marriage ought to have. Amen. And every family ought to have. That's right. All right? This is the greatest, this is the great and supreme commandment. Mm -hmm. This is a commandment. He's commanding us to do this. Yes, 
He's telling us, this is what I want from you. And many of us in here, I've been on both sides, loved everything outside of Christ. And then I know what it's like, but my life is much better now because I'm passionate in my heart and I'm taking all this energy and my thoughts to be with God. I'm just excited about the relationship that I have with Christ. And I want you to be the same way. I want you to feel that relationship you have with Christ. Because let me tell you, some of you remember I talked about divorce up here a while ago and, and separations. If you love Christ the way you're supposed to love Christ and two parties together do that, you're going to have a happy marriage because you won't be unequally yoked. There's too many families that's unequally yoked. One loves Christ and has the passion of Christ. The other one is wishy-washy. And that's going to fall apart sooner or later. You see, because if God, if God is in the midst of your relationship with him and you love God with your passion uh, of your heart and every energy, you're going to do the right thing. All right. Here we go. Does everybody understand that? This is what he wants. He says, and Jesus answered him, love the Lord thy God with every passion of your heart, passion with all the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you. That's what he wants. Ask yourself, how much room, how much space is God taking up in your life? How much space is that? You see? Kind of tough, isn't it? Because remember, Pastor started out talking about marriage. This is a marriage he wants. When you're in a marriage, a real marriage, then that's how it's supposed to be. You see? You want everything. You want that love. Right? All right. Here we go with Revelations. I'm going somewhere with this. You remember what I said? If you don't keep putting wood on the fire, the fire will go out. There's been, and that's in any relationship. That, that doesn't have to be, that's husband, wife, that's brother, sisters. That's in any relationship. It's definitely a relationship with God. If you don't put wood on the fire, it will go out. I want y'all to hear me this morning. You see, because in, in, in here, we've had too many in here. Too many breakups in here. Too many divorces in here. You see, because you don't get it. You see, we have too many people playing. We're not going to play church in here. You see, the, you know, the, the church, is, this is a sanctuary. It's Christ's temple. Christ's temple north is not going to play church. But there are some that can play church, find one. But we're not going to play. It's what he said. He meant it. God said it, and he meant it. He says, right? You see? And we need to be like him. What we say, we need to mean. You see? All right, here we go, Revelation. See, and this can happen. This can happen to any relationship. I'm staying on it. It can be a friendship. It's like I used Brother Trevor for 24 years. Brother Trevor and I have been together for 24 years, uh, from being his coach, mentor, to being a uh, 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 a pastor, a youth pastor in here from the job that he does, going through college, right? That relationship has been studied, see? And it has grown and grown and grown. You see, and he does a fine job in here. Does a fine job in here, you see? But see, but you gotta keep wood on the fire. You see, you gotta keep it burning. I can use Brother Trevor, because he's got big shoulders. He, he inspired me, I think a couple weeks ago, he said that I came into his life right in time. Y'all don't need to know what that was the rest of it. He said, you came in my life right in time. You see? You see? If the relationship is a relationship, you got to keep the fire. So what he was doing is putting another log on the fire, saying, Pastor, you came in my life, you see? 
That's what a relationship is. You see? That's what, yes, because I'm talking marriages. I'm talking uh, 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 friends. I'm talking mentors. Keep wood on the fire. Or it'll burn out. You see, and sometimes since I'm talking, it's a, it's a painful thing, or should be, when somebody comes and tells you they don't love you anymore. All right? You know what is sad about the people who, have, who are not doing it, they get upset when you do a message like this. Well, don't get upset. Do something about it. All right? Revelations 2, starting at verse 1 from the Passion. Write the following to the messenger of the congregation in Ephesus. Yeah, he, he says he's writing this message to a congregation, mm -hmm. all right, yeah. to us, right. to the churches. Mm -hmm. He's writing this message yeah. to the churches, to the congregation, and I'm giving this message to our congregation, mm -hmm. all right? For these are the words of the one who holds the seven stars firmly in his right hand. All right. Who walks among the seven golden lampstands. And we'll just use it so you'll get a better understanding who walks among the churches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, God's walking among the churches. He might be looking and taking a peek and saying, oh, I'm going to see if they love me like they used to. Mm -hmm. All right, this message is about us, Christ Temple North. We're going to come in stronger, with more faith, with more belief, with more commitment, more dedicated to God than ever. There used to be, uh, uh, my pastor, Dr. Stavernston, uh, used to say, play time's over. Even the ceiling said amen. Play time, play, play time's over. It's time for us to get real. Yeah, you see? Play time's over. You see, it's not time to, it's not time to be comfortable. It's time to be uncomfortable. Most of you, some of you have played sports, you know your coach don't try to make you comfortable. You can win and he'll find or she'll find something wrong that you've done. You see, because once you get comfortable, you get stagnant. You remember what I said last week? It's better to what? Build than to maintain. You see, it's better to build than to maintain. We want to build a greater and more intimate relationship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost in this temple. Right. I know all that you've done for me. You have worked hard and persevered. And he's telling his church, man, I know all that you've done for me. You've worked hard and persevered. Mm -hmm. And he says, and I, and I know that you don't tolerate evil. I mean, that's pretty good. He said, you've worked hard and you've persevered. Mm -hmm. And you can't stand evil. That's right. Go ahead. You have tested those who claim to be apostles and proved they are not. And he said, they have tested those who claim to be apostles or not. Mm -hmm. You see? Yeah. You can't do that unless you got the spirit. That's right. Your intellect can't go deep enough. You got to have the spirit. And what else? In verse 3, I also know how you have bravely endured trials and persecutions because of my name, yet you have not become. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on here a minute. Well, read that again. <laughs> I know how you have bravely endured trials and persecutions. Man, that's good. Because of my name, 
yet you have not become discouraged. Man, you've done a lot of things because of my name, but yet you have not been discouraged. You would think, that's a great relationship, you would think. I mean, you, I mean, when he's telling you all of this good stuff, but here, there's always, but I have this against you. He built him up, said, yeah, you're doing all the work. You see, there's a lot of churches doing stuff. You see, doing a lot of stuff. But he says, but I have this against you. There's something he's holding against us. All right, you have, go ahead. You have abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. You have abandoned the passionate love that you had for me in the beginning. It's kind of like a relationship. You, you, you're doing the stuff. You're doing stuff. But you have abandoned the love that you had for me in the beginning. In other words, as I'm saying, what happened to the wood you was putting on the fire? And that can be in any relationship. Everybody needs to be thinking about that just listening to me this morning. You need to think about it. Because really... There's so many relationships falling apart now. God is showing us something. We're at the highest rate of divorce, mm-hmm. abuse, yes. domestic violence, mm-hmm. right? Yes. People are on all kinds of medication, mm-hmm. you see, all over the world. It's got this, I call it plague, virus, whatever you want to call it. It's got people stuck in one spot, mm-hmm. right? Homicide is off the chain, yes. right? You understand what I'm talking about? We got kids on medication because they can't stay. They've been home too long. You see, it's like God is trying to tell us something here. You see, if families really loved each other like they're supposed to love each other, they'd be glad to be at home with each other. They would take that as an opportunity to say, oh, I'm so glad that we can spend more time with each other in our home. It's going the opposite. I can't wait till these kids go back to school. I can't wait till my wife goes back to work. I can't wait till my husband goes back to work. It should be what an opportunity we have to be together. Because it's going to pass, but we're going to use everything we can to enjoy this opportunity we have together. You think? I lost my way where I'm at. Verse 5 says, think about how far you have fallen. Now, verse 5, the... hmm. Let's go up to three in the, in the message. You want to do that? Because sure. we've got it all over the place here. Yeah. I want to go to three. It starts there. And I want to make sure we get this. I'm repeating myself. I'm doing it on purpose. This is three from the message. I know your persistence. He says, I know your persistence, your courage in my cause that you never wore out. He said, you've been doing all stuff. There's people who go to church, go to church. They just do stuff. They just do stuff. Mm-hmm. They ain't worn out doing the stuff, the work. But guess what? Mm-hmm. That but, but you've walked away from your first love. You've been doing all this stuff, but you've walked away from your first love. Mm-hmm. And then there, it says, why? This was it. Said, you walked away from your first love. Why? You see, and there's been a lot of relationships, and some of you all have probably been into it. You're doing everything that you possibly could do. Everybody's working and doing that stuff and pro- providing for the home, they say. And then somebody says, but you don't love me like you used to. You've walked away from me. Why? And that's what he's asking us. He's asking the church. So you're doing all the stuff, but where's your heart? 
See, there's a lot of people working in the church, but they hardly in it. From the pulpit on down. You said, where's your heart? You see, there are a lot of people who are providers, especially men who say this. Well, I go to work and I provide. Then the wife says, but where's your heart? You don't do what, treat me like you used to. Why? Husband can say the same. Why? All right. Then he asks, what's going on with you anyway? I said, what's going on with you anyway? Mm-hmm. Nothing. <laughs> can I say it, Brother Larry? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I'm providing. I go to work. I come home. Well, what's wrong with you mm-hmm. anyway? Do you have any idea how far you've fallen? Mm-hmm. What about that? He's talking to church. Do you have any idea how far you've fallen? Mm-hmm. He's talking to a church. Mm-hmm. See? You're doing a lot of stuff. You see? Mm-hmm. Getting up, yeah, you're having programs and all the stuff. But you're not, your heart's not with me. Mm-hmm. We're getting a holiday coming up. And don't be putting stuff on Facebook. We're getting a holiday coming up for Easter. God don't care about all that stuff, Easter eggs and candy and all that. Some of you don't never even need to walk by candy. Yeah, eating candy and making bunnies and all that stuff in the church. God doesn't want your, he wants your heart. He wants your heart. You see? You see? All right. Let's go to the amplified version. Okay. He says, but I have this charge against you. Well, you're doing all that other thing, but I have a charge against you that you have left your first love. Mm -hmm. You have lost the depth of love that you first had for me. Mm -hmm. That's a terrible thing. Mm -hmm. When somebody looks in the eyes of another person, thank you, looks in the eyes of another person that they've been with for years, and they say, you've lost your first love. The depth of love you had for me, it's not there anymore. Why? All right, here we go. So remember the heights from which you have fallen. Uh-huh. And repent, change your inner self. And he's telling us to repent, church, and change our inner self, your old ways of thinking, your old sinful behavior. Seek God's will and do the works you did at first when you first met him. Amen. When we first met God, and many of us know that we first met God, we were so excited, you was on fire. You'd stay up in the middle, in the middle of the night reading. It's kind of like, you, you know, when you first start dating each other, before you get married, you, you, be, you can just talk all night. You can't wait to see each other. Do things, go to the park and walk and do all of those things to impress one another. And then you get married. No wood on the fire. Friendships the same way. Used to call each other, talk with each other, hang out with each other, have a little coffee, a little prayer time. Not in the church. What happened? He's talking about church folks. Church people are too busy being busy. God don't want you busy being busy with your little programs. He ain't into that. He wants your heart. He wants you to love him. You see? He wants you to love him. He wants your heart. Mm-hmm. You see? 
You understand? Yeah. And some of you sitting here, listen to me, you've been in some breakups. You know how painful it was when you put everything in it and the other person didn't. And it broke your heart. You see? It's the same thing with God. He's put everything in, gave his life for you. What are you putting into it? You see? I remember when we first got into this building, and our people do a great job of keeping this clean. They, they keep a great job keeping it The men in here do a, a great job because we don't allow women to do that. We have men. That's what men are supposed to do. They do a great job. And they're doing a better job now when they first got in it. And some of the people that are listening to me, you might want to call me because some of them about to take your job, take your place. And we meet up here on Saturdays and brother and our brother Larry does a mini sermon. If you want to call it that, it's a sermon, really, because it doesn't matter how long it is. And then they clean the building, him and a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Well, not a bunch, him and Larry and Larry. Mm -hmm. Double D's coming in. Yeah, Atlanta gets back here and turns music on. Sister Gwen and I come in every Saturday. Amen. We love it. Yes. We love it, just like when we first came in here. I don't want God to ever look at me and say, Johnny Fields, do you know how far you've fallen from me? I want to be more involved and more intimate with him than I've ever been in my life. You see where I'm at? Uh, we're on verse 6. Okay. Although to your credit you despise the practices of the Nicolaitans, the yeah. party of evil influence. They were, they were a party of evil influence mm -hmm. in Christianity. And sometimes uh, uh, an influence can be something that you think that's a good thing, but it's not a good thing. And Christianity uh, has got too caught up into watering it down to make people comfortable. You can always see it. You see, some of the folks don't like my style because well, he's got, no, no, you can see it. You can look at the people and see who love you because you can see how they love themselves. You see, I used Brother Kyle a while ago. You can see it. Brother Kyle called. We talked, we talked about fitness, getting fitter. He saw what I was trying to do and said, yeah, I got to do a little. You got other folks be wondering, why are you doing that? You see, probably at 40, at 40, there's nobody in here. Cholesterol is as low as mine. Heart rate is going to hold as mine. Blood pressure is low as mine, or as good as mine. Yeah. I'll tell you about me. I went to the heart, they wanted me to check. I'm getting older, went to the doc, heart doctor, or whatever they call them, and uh, everything, and she said, you're fine. She said, and she said, your blood pressure is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. well, she said, I said, well, hey, I'm just trying to stay fit as a 50-year-old. She said, Johnny, we don't have no 50-year-olds coming in and fit as you are. God gave me this body. I, this, it's the temple of the Holy Ghost. It is my job to take care of it. Christ Temple North members, he gave us this building. Christ Temple, it is our job to take care of it. And when you see somebody not taking care of it, handle it. All right. The one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the Spirit is saying now to all the churches. And I love this. It says, the one whose heart is open, let him listen. And mean it. Some folks ain't going to hear nothing. Mm -hmm. But carefully, mm -hmm. 
what the Spirit is saying to all, all the churches. It's time for all the churches. To the one who overcomes. That's what he's talking about. We're in a good place right now to put some more wood on the fire. All right, go ahead. Am I doing all right? Amen. All right. Yes, to the one who overcomes, I will give access to feast on the fruit of the tree of life. And that's what we're talking about. Those ones that overcome, I want to feast on the fruit of the tree of life that's found in paradise of God. That's what, I, that's what our ultimate goal is. So I got to keep wood on the fire. You see? Do you all understand what I'm talking about? And then he says, if you don't, I will move the candlestick. That's in there. He said, if you don't get it right, I'm going to move the candlestick. We're going to get it right in Christ's temple, Noah, because we don't want God to move the candlestick. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and I love this. You all with me? You all understand what I'm talking about? We're going to keep wood on the fire. This is, this is a new day and a new time. We want the Holy Spirit to rule this congregation. We want the Holy Ghost to abide in this temple and in this temple. Yeah? The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. We don't want no earthly thoughts. It's a spiritual church. And we're ready and excited because we, we're, getting, we're coming back in here. But we're coming back in here more powerful, more committed, more dedicated than when we left. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we come this morning thanking you for the message. And we're asking you, Master, to show us and lead and guide us with the Holy Spirit. We don't want you, your spirit, to leave us. Please, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, don't take your spirit from us. We want the Holy Spirit to dwell in this building and in these temples. And we, we ask you not to take our spirit. We don't want our candle. We don't want you to move the candle from our, this church. We want to come in here stronger, more committed, more dedicated than we ever have. And it's up to us to put the wood on the fire, to keep the fire burning. And there are some people that's dedicated with their pastor. They're following their pastor as he follows Christ. And they're excited and they're bringing wood. Yeah, they're working hard and they're bringing wood to put on the fire so they can keep the fire burning in Christ Temple North. This is not a building. This is a, a temple. And we want, to, we want the Holy Spirit. When you walk in here, you can feel the power of the Holy Spirit. And, when, and inside us as individuals, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are all about the Holy Spirit. In Jesus Christ's name, we want the Holy Spirit to rule and abide in us as individuals and in this temple. And all that in agreement with me said, amen. amen. Have a blessed day. Yes. Yes. You got your shots. <laughs>